The Jets play their third game of the preseason on Saturday. Let's talk about key players to watch today on Locked On Jets. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Friday, August 18th, 2023, and I'm your host, John B. from gangreednation.com. Thanking you so much for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. Subscribe to the show for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so that you'll get new episodes as soon as they're posted. If you're listening to the show on a podcast source and enjoy it, give it a five-star review. If you're watching the show on YouTube and enjoy it, give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help us out, help other Jets fans find the show. Today's episode of Locked on Jets is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, the Jets played their third game of the preseason on Saturday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Today, we're going to preview it. Saturday night, 7.30 Eastern, 2.30 a.m. in Greece, where I am right now in the beautiful town of Nafpatkos. Uh, absolutely gorgeous town. Uh, I'll probably be the president of the Napotkos Tourism Board by the time I'm done. But by the time I'm done, but the focus right now is obviously on the New York Jets, who play their third game of the preseason, week two of the preseason, but the third Jets game because, of course, they had the extra game being part of the Hall of Fame game ceremonies a couple of weeks ago. And when you talk about previewing a preseason game, it's a little bit different than a regular game. Regular game, you're focused on the matchups to watch, what the game plan is going to be. Not so much in preseason because typically there's not a game plan. There might be one game where you play the starters where you, you game plan just to try and simulate a re- the preparation for a regular season game. But preseason is about, about evaluation. The guys who decide the games, they're not really guys who are going to be relevant to your team. Uh, these games are decided by practice squad players. I mean, I know sometimes players and even some sometimes the media and the fans try and make winning a preseason game as some sign you're establishing a winning culture. And I'm not saying it's completely wrong, but I think it's mostly wrong. Think about this. Last year, what was the Jets preseason record? I'm going to wager you don't know. Well, if you do, do you remember what it was in 2021? How about 2019, 2018, 2017? There's very little correlation between preseason record and your overall performance in the regular season because you have different players and the games are decided, again, by guys who really are not going to be relevant to your roster. So what's relevant to preseason? Well, number one, injuries. You absolutely want to avoid injuries. And that, that's, those are the most lasting impacts of preseason. Number two, you want your players prepared for the season. So, you know, if you can help that out, I think it's a good thing. But the, the, for, I think for the Jets right now, the key is trying to help some young players who maybe have not been on the greatest trajectory revive their careers. And there are a couple of guys who are off to really strong starts in the preseason. And we're going to look to keep the momentum going Saturday night against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I think the storyline of preseason so far has been the play of Zach Wilson, who's looked really solid. And the other day, I mentioned this, that I think everybody deserves credit for what happened with Zach Wilson against Carolina. I think Zach Wilson, first of all, deserves credit because one of the things that drives me crazy is when a player plays well and people like the first people, the first people who get credit are somebody else. So let's start with praising Zach Wilson because he got the ball where it needed to go. But the Jets also did a good job in their game plan, creating easy throws for him because it's all about baby steps right now for Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson's not ready to step in and play quarterback at a high level in the NFL. He's just not. That's why Aaron Rodgers is here. So what the Jets are trying to do 
they're doing what they probably should have done two years ago. And I know it's tough when you when you're the second overall pick. There are expectations for you to be in the lineup, but if you're not ready, you're not ready. Dak Wilson wasn't ready to play, so I think the Jets are kind of you know they they call it a reset. They're trying to help Zach Wilson develop. They're trying to use this time to develop him. And I do think that these preseason games are significant for Zach Wilson for a couple of standpoints. Number one, he's not really going to play much in the regular season. At least you hope not because he's the backup quarterback. So if he's playing a lot in the regular season, Aaron Rodgers, something's happened with him, which would be devastating to the New York Jets. Now, you, Zach Wilson may get some mop-up duty if there's a blowout, but even in mop-up duty, you usually don't throw. If you're way ahead, you're not throwing the ball because you're not trying to run the score up. So even when like, you put in the backup quarterback, if you're so far ahead, that's going to be a situation where his job is just to hand the ball off. So this is really like his one opportunity to get live reps in a game situation. And I think the NFL should do a better job creating more developmental opportunities for players, whether that's in the form of like a spring league that's for just for developmental players, whether that's a form of a genuine minor league, which would work like AAA in baseball or the G League in the NBA. I don't know. But Zach Wilson's only opportunities are going to be in these games. But there are opportunities because Zach Wilson's in a position to succeed. He's playing up. He's going up for the most part against backups, third stringers, and not overly complex defenses. So it's tailor-made for an experienced quarterback. And even if he's not a great quarterback against the ones, an experienced quarterback going up against twos and threes with minimal bizarre looks on defense, he's going to be in a position to have success. And as much as the results matter for Zach Wilson, I'm more focused on his confidence because I think at the end of last season, you just saw a quarterback who was totally defeated. And I think looking back, the Jets did not do him well by putting him in those two games he started in December against Detroit and against Jacksonville. The Detroit game, I guess, was okay. He was very up and down. The Jacksonville game was a catastrophe. Jets talked about how they wanted to reset Zach Wilson. It was not going to be a matter of weeks before Zach Wilson was ready to play. He just was a very raw quarterback. He was very raw when he entered the NFL out of BYU. It's going to take time. And he's got to learn how to decipher defenses. Absolutely. There's no question about that. But a lot of quarterback play is confidence. If you believe that you can do it, that goes a long way. And Zach Wilson, I don't think, believed what he was seeing last year on the field. I think there was not, there was not a confidence that he understood what defenses were throwing at him. And this is an opportunity. When you have success, sometimes it builds confidence for a young player. So I want to see the Jets continue to do things. They can keep things simple because there was not there were not a ton of complex reads they required Zach Wilson to make in that preseason game against Carolina. I would even say the same thing against Cleveland in the Hall of Fame game, even though Zach only played a couple of series. He had the long pass. You know, it was a pretty simple read. And these are the things you want to do. You want to bring a player along slowly. You don't want to ask him to do too much too soon. That's what the Jets did back in 2021. If you, there are even documented articles about this from members of the media that they kind of just threw the whole playbook at Zach Wilson. And it was kind of like a sink or swim kind of thing. And their whole mindset was at the time they were the youngest team in the NFL. So they weren't expecting wins to happen. They just wanted to throw him out there and get him, they get him experience and hope for the best. And obviously that in retrospect may not have been the greatest approach. So I think right now, what you've seen the first couple of preseason games, you've seen the baby steps approach. You've seen them give, him, you've seen the Jets give him digestible plays, things that are easy to execute, and you build from there. And that's, I think that for Zach Wilson, that might be the best approach if he's going to turn it around. It's a look, it's a long road for Zach Wilson, despite the success he's had in preseason. And I do think he's had genuine success. I think you'd have to say that if this has not been the ideal preseason for Zach Wilson, it's been pretty close. And if he continues on this momentum, well, you've seen what's happened. You've seen the articles both in the national media, in the local media. 
the narrative is starting to change about Zach Wilson. Now, is that accurate? We don't know. But the narrative is changing. And I don't care who you are as a player. You should block out the media. Easier said than done, though. And I think Zach Wilson, especially a young quarterback in New York, you can't help but hear it when the media is on you every week. You can't help but notice when you're getting criticized from all angles. And I think that plays a role in you know, diminishing a quarterback's confidence. So now that the story is coming around, and I said this the other day, there's two things the media loves doing. The media loves tearing down players, and then the media loves building players back up. And we're starting to see Zach Wilson built up a little bit more. So not a chance to continue this narrative that Zach Wilson's on the comeback trail. And we hope that he goes out and plays well. I'd like to see him get plenty of reps. I said this the last couple of days with Michael Nania when he was on the show, that I think he should get every rep. I don't see what you're accomplishing by putting Tim Boyle out there. Just keep Zach out there, put him in positions to succeed, and maybe we can start the long process of building Zach Wilson into a quarterback in this league. Now, had you on the Lockdown Jets podcast, we'll talk about another player who's been down on his luck, but showing some positive signs. That's Makai Becton. He's a critical player for the Jets in 2023, and the events of the last couple of days have not done anything to dissuade me from that notion. We'll talk about Becton as we continue this Friday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I don't think the Jets needed LinkedIn jobs when they traded for Aaron Rodgers. Pretty obvious Aaron Rodgers is a very good quarterback. It's not so easy to find the Aaron Rodgers in the field your business operates in. And that's why you got to try out LinkedIn jobs. It's really easy to create a free job post, then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. And LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. Again, that's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listener, first watch every day. Big shout out to you everydayers, folks who listen to the podcast consistently. It's a daily podcast covering the New York Jets. We have new episodes Monday through Friday through the week, and then bonus episodes as needed. And for the last time, a big shout out to you listeners in France and Greece. Um, you know, there are a handful of people who listen to Locked On Jets in Europe. I've been in France and I've been in Greece this week. And right now I'm in the beautiful town of Nafpakos on the Gulf of Corinth. Absolutely gorgeous. I highly recommend it. You know, you can come for the Jets analysis, stay for the travel advice here. But today we're focused on preseason game number three for the New York Jets. Saturday night at MetLife Stadium, first preseason game home game this year which I'm sure the season ticket holders love because they make you buy this. They make you buy the preseason games with your season ticket package. 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Jets and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Todd Bowles, former Jets head coach, back with the team. Now, if you've been following, the Jets and Bucks actually had a joint practice earlier this week, and there were a couple of things that happened. First of all, it, it got physical, as tends to happen in these joint practices. There were some altercations, one which unfortunately accidentally sent a you know, Jets coach um, to the hospital. Um, but... The other thing that was kind of clear was the Jets were really struggling on the offensive line. Now, part of that is it seemed like the Jets were kind of mixing and matching in practice, which is tough because you want cons consistency. You want continuity on the offensive line. When you, you don't, if you, when you don't know what the guy next to you is going to do, it can be a challenge, but it underscores the number one issue with this team right now. And that's the offensive line play. The Jets can be good. Jets can be really good. 
if Aaron Rodgers is like Aaron Rodgers, the Jets can be Super Bowl good this year. Because if Aaron Rodgers is like a vintage self, and you combine that with the defense that was top five last year, I mean, heck, if Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and the defense goes even uh, even declines a little bit, you're still in really good shape. But the biggest concern of this team is the offensive line. And one of the most puzzling things for me so far has been the play, uh, the, the, the way Makai Becton has been handled by this coaching staff because he has been, you know, he has not gotten a lot of first team reps. And I think it's time for that to change because if you've looked at what he's done in the preseason, he's looked really good. And I know some people are going to point out there was one play against Carolina where it looked like maybe he was responsible for a sack. Look, I'd tell you if he was responsible for a sack. I, I, if he has culpability, it's very minor culpability. That was not, I don't think that was his man. I think maybe there was some miscommunication. Again, when you're shuffling guys inside, in and out on the offensive line in preseason, it's tougher to pass protect for the quarterback. But Aaron Rodgers, if you, you leave him standing, he can still make the throws. What he can't do is I don't think he can quite move as well as he used to. I don't think he can break the pocket like he used to. And his legs used to be a big part of his game. Aaron Rodgers this year is going to be more confined to the pocket than he has at any point in his career. So if the offensive line keeps Aaron Rodgers upright, Jets are going to be really good this year. If they don't, you know, Jets are still going to be decent. It's not like we're going to go back to the Adam Gase days, but the team won't be quite as good. And tackle is like kind of this position where you really look and you say there are some issues there. I think on the interior, Connor McGovern's solid if he's there. You know, maybe Joe Tippman beats him out. Tippman's starting to get some buzz, which is really good, which is really encouraging. After Tippman was spending some time with the threes earlier in camp, which was a little troubling, now we're starting to get some good buzz about Joe Tippman. So I'm feeling good about that. Elijah Vera Tucker's Elijah Vera Tucker. You know he's going to be solid. You could talk yourself into Lakin Tomlinson. I'm a little shaky on him, but tackle's the big question because you got Dwayne Brown, who's 38 years old, who's coming off a serious injury, which, you know, he's still not practicing. And then on the other side, you know, Billy Turner's getting some action. Like Billy Turner's fine as a backup. I don't want Billy Turner starting. I think for a guy who was signed after the draft, just as a depth player, it's fine. You don't want him starting. Becton's gone out there and looked good. He's had a really, you know, by all accounts, he's had a strong training camp. He's looked really solid in preseason games. And look, I'm sorry, Robert Sala. If you're going to tell me that this is based on merit, you got to start looking at Makai Becton. And look, I will, I'll throw out the alternative here. It's entirely possible the Jets are saying, you know what? Last year we rushed Becton back. Let's ease him back into the lineup. Let's give him a handful of snaps. In fact, we'll keep it low pressure. We'll give, make it against the second team. Maybe it's the whole Zach Wilson theory that I just laid out. Maybe it's just they put him out there against second teamers. They know he's going to have success, and you build the confidence from there. Because Becton coming back from an injury, he's probably a little bit worried, a little conscious about the knee. You know, he's kind of, uh, you know, he's kind of unsure of himself. So maybe get, put him out there, have some success. That's the counter to that. So maybe that's what they're doing. But I think it's time to start preparing Makai Becton to play for this, to play for this team. And quite frankly, based on what I've seen and based on what I know about these players, you should be starting somewhere on, or you should at least have a real shot at starting somewhere on the offensive line. Now, if he goes out and, you know, doesn't do well, uh, then, you, you know, so be it. But I don't think there's anybody on this offensive line that's so great that Makai Becton should be on the bench automatically. Again, it, there should be a real competition. And again, I don't know where Robert Sala's head is on this. Maybe, maybe they, they do plan to start Becton, but, it just hasn't felt like that so far. And you know, you can, you can, then those things could change very quickly. It's not set in stone that Makai Becton is going to be on the bench. Now, will it be a left tackle? Will it be a right tackle? Will that be an issue with him? Of course, previously in the offseason, he tweeted out, I am a left tackle, which you can understand because left tackles make more money than right tackles. You know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out why Makai Becton wants to play left tackle. 
he's going to be free agent after this year and left tackles make a little bit more than right tackles do. But even at right tackle, right tackles become an important position in the NFL because through the years, this is like a decades long arc, left tackle started being the primary position where offensive line, where teams put their best offensive linemen. And that's because most quarterbacks are right-handed. So the left tackle is blocking like the one pass rusher furthest removed from your, from your quarterback's line of vision. You don't want your quarterback to get hit from the blind side. So what happened, what's happened through the years is defensive coordinators have kind of figured this out. So they've started putting their best pass rushers against right tackles because if left tackle is the best offensive lineman, you're going to have an easier battle against right tackles. Well, now over the, and I think this is actually a fairly recent phenomenon. I think it's happened over the last decade or so. Offensive started figuring this out. So they've started prioritizing right tackle. And I still think left tackle is a little bit more important again, because that's blocking the pass rusher who's not in the quarterback's line of sight, the quote unquote blind side. But right tackle is important because a lot of the best pass rushers line up against right tackle. So Makai Becton can lock down one of these two positions. And look, he's got to stay healthy. You got to hope the knee holds up. And there are some concerns about that based on what happened in the Hall of Fame game where he only played seven snaps due to discomfort. But right now, I don't know the Jets have a better alternative. And I think that really the best case scenario for the Jets this season, if things click perfectly, I think the odds are pretty high. Mekhi Becton playing well is going to have a big role in that. So we'll hope to see him keep the momentum in this game against Tampa Bay. Now, head here on the Lockdown Jets podcast, we'll talk about another player we're hoping to see keep up the momentum. That's Jermaine Johnson. Jermaine Johnson has a lot of stiff competition to be the best player from the draft class of 2022. Of course, he doesn't have to be, though, to be a successful pick. He's having a strong camp. He's had a strong preseason so far. We'll talk a little bit more about Jermaine Johnson, what to watch for in this game as we continue this Friday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. Locked On Jets podcast here on this Friday, previewing Jets Tampa Bay, Saturday night, 7.30 Eastern time, 2.30 a.m. Sunday morning. If you're like me in Greece, I'll probably catch a replay. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think I'm getting up in the middle of the night to watch preseason football. A regular season game, I'd do. Playoff game, forget about it. I'd stay up the whole night. Preseason game, I think I may be catching the replay for that one for Monday's or recap episode. But we've talked about a couple of young Jets players whose career has gotten off to a rough start. Zach Wilson, Mekhi Becton. Wilson, just because he's struggled as the franchise's quarterback and he's been replaced by Aaron Rodgers. Becton's really more about injuries. Jermaine Johnson, I think, actually had a perfectly fine rookie season. If you ask me what I want as a from a rookie, I want him to look like he belongs, occasionally make a splash play and say, wow, if that guy puts it together like that consistently, we, we've got something. And I think for the most part, Jermaine Johnson did. Pretty much every game he played last year, I noticed a good play. Now, a lot of them were run-stopping plays, but I noticed like something impressive almost every game Jermaine Johnson played. His problem was the competition because there were three like rookie of the year caliber players for the Jets. You had the defensive rookie of the year, Sauce Gardner. You had the offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. And you had... Brees Hall, who very well may have been the offensive rookie of the year had he not gotten injured. So against those guys, Jermaine Johnson doesn't look so good. And you have people saying, what's wrong with Jermaine Johnson? Well, sometimes it's not so much about what a guy does wrong. It's more about what the other guys did right. I mean, you can't expect three rookies. If you have one rookie who plays the way the Jets 22, 2022 class did last year, you're thrilled. You have three. It's, it's a franchise-changing draft. That draft class in 2022, no matter what happens going forward with Joe Douglas, that franchise, uh, that drafted that draft class in 2022, it's going to prevent the Jets from being at the bottom of the league for like a decade. You will not see any more Adam Gase style two and 14 seasons. Well, you won't see a two and 14 anymore because there are 17 games, but you won't see any more Adam Gase style two win seasons again, as long as those guys stay healthy. Because when you have a base of talent like that, a base of premium talent like that, it lowers your, I'm sorry, it raises your ceiling. Now, Jermaine Johnson's the fourth guy. 
in this class. You know, there are four top 40 picks. Three of them look great already. What can Jermaine Johnson do? Now, here's the thing with Jermaine Johnson. He plays defensive end. At defensive end, the threshold for success is lower than it is at other, other spots. If Jermaine Johnson is just a good pass rusher who, who plays the run effectively, like an eight, eight to 10 sack a year guy, even if he's not a consistent pro bowl, a few pro bowls here, even if he's never an all pro, that's a very successful pick because pass rushers are hard to find, especially off the edge. And Jermaine Johnson, by all accounts, is having a re really strong training camp and is off to a really strong start in the preseason. He's a pretty pivotal player for the Jets this year, not from the standpoint that they lack talent at defensive end, but Jermaine Johnson frees you up. If he can play effectively on the defensive end full time, he frees you up to do different things with John Franklin Myers because the Jets are very strong at defensive end. They're not quite as strong on the interior. Now, they do have the best player on the team at defensive tackle, Quinn and Williams, but the quality starts to fall off very quickly. You're kind of hoping you can piece together one more season from Al Woods, you know, one more season from uh, Jefferson. You're, you're dealing with a lot of veteran guys at the end of their careers, and you don't know what exactly what you're going to get. You probably not even if you get solid play, it's probably not not going to be anything beyond that. John Franklin Myers on the inside is a mismatch because it was because of his quickness. But Jets have played him more at defensive end, where he's also excellent. You know, part of me feels like JFM is really great on defensive end. Why mess with it? But we've also seen him play well in, at tackle, especially on passing downs. You got a four man line of uh, Lawson, Quinnen, uh, JFM. And then Jermaine Johnson, if he can succeed, that's going to be that's going to be a handful for for offenses to pick up because somebody's drawing a double team on that. And you give essentially you can if you can rush four and get to the quarterback, and then you have Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed on the back of the defense. How are you moving the ball? You're not. So defensive line's fine with the Jets either way, but Jermaine Johnson can take it to the next level. He's a first round talent. He's having a strong camp, a strong preseason, and. I, he's what I'd call a guy who projects to being a two-way defensive end. And what I mean by that is I think he can play the run, but he can also get to the quarterback. But it's all about continuing the positive trajectory. He's, again, off to a strong start in training camp, off to a strong start in the preseason. I want to see him keep it up. I want to see him continue to develop his game, continue to build confidence. And if he can, oh, Jets are in really good shape on the defensive line, even though they are anyway. But, you know, it'd be great to – can you imagine if the Jets went 4-4 four for four on those four early picks in 2022? Can you imagine if Jermaine's a success, what that does for this franchise? My goodness. So, real opportunity for Jermaine Johnson to establish a role, real opportunity for the Jets to make an already good defensive line better. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit the subscribe button where you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source and enjoy the show, give it a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube and enjoy the show, give this episode a big thumbs up. Helps us out. Helps other Jets fans find the podcast. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the game. We'll be back today to talk more Jets.